initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode 190 of the Plug and Play podcast. That is 19 with a zero at the end of it. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me as always is Tim. Welcome, minions. This week, guys, we're drinking an Arrogant Bastard Ale from uh, Arrogant Brewing. Also, Stone Brewing. Also, what was the other one that came up? Uh, ArrogantBastard.com. or yeah. They have a bunch of websites. So, so many websites. Um, but it is originally apparently from Stone Brewing we spoke about a few weeks ago. But this one is labeled Arrogant Brewing. Um, so this arrogant bastard bourbon a barrel aged, I guess. Oh, that's a nice one then. Um, did we get that version? I'm not positive. That's just what I have down here. Hmm. We okay. might be fucked up on this one because they have the normal bastard, and then they have the bourbon. A- like well, like a lot of beers do, they make a normal version, then they age it in bourbon barrels. That makes it even better. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I can look at the picture really quick if you want. The picture looks just well. It doesn't look like just, ours. I, I, I think th- I think we're just the regular one. I we're not we the special. But anyways, this is kind of your birthday beer, though, in a way. It is. Uh, my coworker actually got it for me. I thought you were a bastard because they all think I'm bastard. Um, and I love when people order this, by the way, especially old ladies. Can, this, can I get the arrogant bastard? There's a 70 year old lady that orders this. Really? Yeah. And on the can it says you're not worthy, and she goes, "Oh, I'm worthy." Oh Jesus! I love that woman. She's awesome. Okay, so I just found it, guys. This is 7.2 alcohol volume percent. Sorry, should I say 7.2 percent alcohol volume. Uh. The IBUs, it's fucking classified. Get <laughs> you, social. You don't have the clearance to know. Yeah, you don't have the clearance. You know what? You know what the style of this beer is? Yeah. What? American Strong Ale? No, it's classified. No, it's American Strong Ale. No, it Ale. fucking is classified, Tim. It says classified. You're not fucking worthy. Yeah, whatever. It's American Hashtag Strong arrogant bastard. This is an aggressive beer. You probably won't like it. It's not quite doubtful um, that you have the taste of a sophistication... Or sophistication to be able to appreciate an ale with this quality and depth. You will suggest that you stick to safer and more familiar territory. Maybe something with a multi-million dollar ad campaign aimed towards convincing you it's made in a little brewery. Or Or one that implies that their tasteless fizz yellow beer... Will give you more sex oh, appeal. Oh, fizz, okay. Yeah, fizz, not yeah. not jizz. Um, perhaps you think multi-million dollar ad campaigns make a beer taste better. Perhaps you're mouthing your words as you read this, and perhaps you're just not fucking classified. Holy shit, that was the longest Andrew ever. Can we drink this now? Yeah, sure, okay. of course, man. I'm just waiting to cheers. I've been fucking waiting for you. Cheers. Cheers, motherfucker. Or I mean, bastard. Don't forget the arrogant part. I mean, I like it. I've never had this before, actually. Surprisingly, I mean, it's good. It's yeah, it's a it's it's a it's, it's, a, beer. it's strong and uh, aggressive. If you're like a weenie who only drinks pilsners, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, it's got nothing on that abyss. Well, the abyss is a totally different style. Shut up, that's classified. Whatever, the abyss is like dark, like black magic, like syrup in your mouth. This is like it's like, like dark magic, like the name that shall not be named from Harry Potter, jizzed in your face. That's never going on any marketing material ever. It might if there's a Harry Potter themed beer. Yeah, you you just managed to make a sentence that gets you sued by two completely separate companies. <laughs> That's amazing. See, yeah. I could go for three if you'd like. Oh, it's okay. 
I mean, you are tied into this podcast as well, so... The views expressed by Zach on the Plug and Play podcast are Zach's alone and do not reflect the views of Tim. The views of Zach on the Plug and Play podcast are not of his own and only reflect upon his co-host, Tim. That doesn't work that way. It does. No. Shut up, we just recorded it. It does. What else have you been doing besides being wrong, Tim? (laughs) Listening to you be wrong. (laughs) I had some other uh, traditional tasty treats on um, the most venerated and traditional holiday of Cinco de Mayo. Um, I had some margaritas at Elk's Lodge. Um, do you know what Elk's Lodge the, is? Yes, I do. Have you been in Elk's Lodge? Yes. They, they are something. They are. They're, they're, like, they're like stepping back 30 years in time. Or more. At least. Yeah. Um, so I went yeah. to the one in Milwaukee. Okay, I went to the one do, up in the can you heights. See, can you see like the ceiling? Oh, no. The, they're all the same. Wherever and, you go, and buddy. the chairs. And, like, oh, yeah. They're all like, the same. It's like uh, It's like an 80s prom in there. Or yeah, with really shitty music usually playing. The music was okay. There was like some kind of school auction going right um, next door, like in the big ballroom. Yeah, in sort of the bar area. And margaritas were four bucks. Now, how did you get into this place? So, usually, it's members only. Yes, but no one really checked us. No, they never do. I've never been checked out at an Elks Club. Before. I've been there a few times. It kind of makes me go on, want to go on a random Thursday just see if you and me could have a couple of drinks and then we walk should out try. Again. It'd be fun. We should try. Is there a um, there's one right down next the to. The uh, kind of far. There's one right down next to uh, Lewitt Brewing. Okay, we should try that. And see if we can. Eighty six from the Elks. <laughs> I looked up their membership application actually while I was there. It says you can't be a communist, and you must support the Constitution. It was very like very upfront about that. Mm. So sorry, Trump can't be Elks. Damn. Um, the Moose Lodge will take you. Maybe. Um, so it was fun. It was like a, also a, like a board, like a wall of all the different um, officers of the club. And there were some really cool titles that I wish I could remember. But what I thought was really interesting was the electrician, and that was her title, electrician, was also serving drinks um, that night we were there. Um, it, that was just odd to me. So weird. I, I think both professions are equally like respectful, and I have no problem. It's just weird the electrician was basically a cocktail waitress also. So that was cool. Um Again, both respect to both professions. It was just strange. Um, so, besides the margaritas, which were good and strong and $4, I had some street tacos. Um, street tacos on were, Mexican day. Yeah. Um, you got a ticket, then you went to another room, and there was a... Fa- By the way? Yes. Can you guess what year the Elks Lodge was founded in? Um, that particular one, Elks in general. Elks in general. Uh, 1932. 1868. Dang. Yeah, they're old. I didn't fucking realize. Like, right after the Civil War, they're like, we got to get an Elks Lodge up in this bitch. Only members can come drink. Yeah. Um, it's it's a cool, like, definitely old-timey feel to it. I don't know. It's hard to explain unless you've been there. Yeah. But anyway, the tacos were good. A family was making them. Um, that they, I'm assuming they kind of contracted to be there that night. Um, there was Those were yummy. I had two plates of those because I shared those with my wife. Nice. Had, she had, we split them equally the first time, and then I had three the second time. She had Shit. One. Oh, they're good. I was hungry. That's oh all I had. Oh my god! What? I have some crazy things about the elks. I want to tell you about. Okay, let me take it away. All right. Dwight D. Eisenhower is an elk. Cool. Warren G. Harding. Uh huh. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Harry S. Truman. John F. Kennedy. Gerald R. Ford. Um, Emerson. Flores. Um. Well, Congress people. Hold on. There's nobody's gonna know that besides you. Other politicians, literally, you probably wouldn't know those people. I mean, they were very big on the uh, pro-American thing, like in Business their people. in their um, application. Dave, David Beck, President 
of International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Okay. I can totally um, see that. Um, 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 Gail Edwards. Uh-huh. Lawrence Welk. <laughs> okay. Um, Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. My wand's full. What? That sound. My wand. My game is full. Do you need to do that thing you were doing with Abyss earlier? And mm. release some pressure? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, anyways, go on with your story, sorry. That's more, more or less it. We were there for a 40th birthday party. That's how we got in. Okay. Um, but it was fun. Um, that's what I did for Cinco de Mayo. It was <laughs> pretty Hang nice. out the Elks. Ah, uh, yeah. I had tacos and margaritas, so. That's not bad, man. Um, the only other thing, I don't think I brought this up when it originally happened, which was back on April 20th. But some asshole broke into our mail slot and you did not i saw this on facebook so in our neighborhood you get a small mail slot and if you get a larger larger package through the mail you get a key for a bigger box Mm -hmm. okay so i got a key and i go to unlock the bigger box and there's scratches all around the lock and the lock is popped out and um it swings open without the key and there's nothing inside so can you guess how many different agencies I've reported this stuff to? Okay, so you got the USPS, United States Postal Service. Uh-huh. You have uh, Washington State Patrol. No. No. Clark County Sheriff's Department. Yes. Okay, I was trying to figure out where you were in. Uh, Clark County Sheriff's Department, so that's two of them. You also have um, probably the city of Vancouver. Nah. Uh, city of Hawkinson. Nah. City don't care. That's crime. That's police. So, I'll just cut to the chase. Yeah. Um, FedEx actually delivered the package. Oh, I didn't know that part. Shit. Yeah, FedEx, they have this Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they, a, yep. Yeah. So, FedEx and also the company that originally shipped the package. Now, it oh, took till it that. took till today to figure out who the package is from. Because I get packages from Amazon, from Best Buy, from random Kickstarters. I, I ordered a lot of stuff. So, you didn't get like an email like, your package has been delivered. I didn't. Um, so it wasn't Amazon then. Turned out it was for my wife. So we didn't know what package was missing, just that we were missing a package. Well, that's weird. As it fun. was weird. Um, so we just now figured out, because we did get an email from the company that was supposed to deliver my wife's package. So, so what was in the package? Can we say? Um, nope. All right, never mind. Sex products. Gotcha. No. I mean. Lingerie. Getting warmer. A lot warmer, actually. Like burning hot. Bras and panties? Uh. You could say that swimwear. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So that if, sucks. That really fucking sucks with the warm weather we're gonna have coming up here pretty soon. Uh, the company that that mailed it to us is being pretty cool about it. I think we'll be all right. But um, I followed up with the postal service. That was a little bit infuriating because I went to the postal service and hey, this has been broken into. Can we get a replacement box? And they're like, oh, you need to call this number. I'm like, no, I want to set up a report here. Like, no, you can't do that. Okay. It's a real bitch to deal with the post office. So, yeah, I will say that when I called the number, they were awesome. Really? They took all the information down. Wow. They filed two separate reports, one for the theft and one for the replacement and um, also (laughs) the fact that I didn't get any help at my local post office. They tried to (laughs) They asked asked questions about the employee. I'm like, I didn't see a name tag. I wasn't even thinking about that part of it. That's funny. Somebody's asking to get chewed. No shit. So, I don't know. That's crazy, though. Yeah. My shit got stolen. And we get a lot of packages. Like, a lot. And yeah. Like, some of my Kickstarter's coming in. I don't want to get stolen. Yeah, that's the reason why I send everything to a shop. I wish I had a situation like that. I could actually... Theori- 
theoretically send them to my shop. I could. I could also. My wife has a business um, post box, post box, box. rents. Um, and they will hold packages, but we get so many packages. You'd be going down there a lot. <laughs> we might up her rate there. So anyway, that happened, and that's uh, really the only exciting things that happened this week. So what about you? What do you went up to? Uh. Well, I've been barking like mad. You have. So uh, I just laid, I think it was seven and a half yards, which is uh, the equivalent of like, like you get two yards in a truckload, so that'd be three. I think I did. I think I did five truckloads of bark dust. Wow. Because I didn't get two yards every time. Because I was like, oh, I think I'm almost done. So let's get one yard, and I came so back. So how, how do they charge you if you're doing like random little amounts? I have to pay every fucking time you go. Woohoo! Uh, do you, let's play. Guess how much Zach spent on his bark dust this weekend. I don't even know what a yard goes for. Well, it depends on what you get, Tim. You got the good stuff. Not the super... Well, yeah. There was only like $4 difference between mine and like the high level. So, $4 uh, a yard? Huh? $4 a yard or... No, there was $4 difference between mine and the top yard. Okay. Um, I'm going to type it in. Okay, so I know I know my number now, roughly. Just, for just, all of it? Yeah. Just for the bark dust, not the rock. <sighs> 326. Damn! 322.50. Plus tax, really? you're really fucking close. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I swear I had no previous knowledge of this. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, So, that happened. It's supposed to last like two to three years. So, I guess it's not bad. It looks really good, it I think. It looks great right now. I, took I me him, forever. I had him show me around since uh, he spent all weekend. I keep getting texts. I'm out of podcast. It's hot. I hate my life. Yeah, it fucking sucked, and I'm still out of podcast now because I usually let them stack over, up over the week. So I've started uh, four new podcasts. I'm caught up on those now. Well, which four? Um, there's one by the Washington Post, actually. Okay. That's only like four minutes long every episode, and they just tell you something about history. That's cool. I can't remember the name of it. Oh. Um, and then I also started uh, another one called like the Ice Woman or something like that. That's currently going, um, which is like a like a woman was found in, I think it was Iceland, mm-hmm. dead out in a field, and they don't know who the hell she was, and that was like 40 years ago. Okay. And... Like Black Dahlia, sort of? Kind of, but she like left all these trails, and they found like, she like hid these things before she died. Okay. So they think maybe she was like a secret agent for some other country, and they're trying to figure it out. Alright. Um, there's another one called uh, uh, This Is Serious, which is a spoof on... Criminal podcast, so it's a nine one one guy, and he calls, and it's all fake. And my coworker thought it was real, and so she listened to the first three episodes. And I told her it's fake, and now she's not listening to it. But yeah, it's about a uh, news reporter who's found dead by his brother, and his brother's like crazy. So he's on the phone with nine one one, and nine one one operator's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "His dick's in the waterbed. He's stuck to the waterbed. There's water everywhere. Oh my god!" <coughs> this is like she's like, "Sir." Can you tell me if your brother's alive? He's like, wait, wait, wait. I got set down the phone. I told him we had to buy a cord this phone. We have a corded phone. I need to go take my shirt off. I'm going to go take a shower. I'll be right back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and your coworker thought this was real. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. Um, they're this like is how three fake episodes. News happens. Yep, exactly. This is like three episodes in. It's hilarious. That sounds um, pretty good. Yeah. And uh, there's a few other ones I'm listening to now. But uh, I'm up to 99 podcasts now. I'm fully caught up on. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, I did that this week. And then I passed out a shitload of rocks. Did that hurt? No. The I mean, cops I've, didn't I've catch heard, me. I've heard passing stones hurts. No, these are rocks, man. Like the highest grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So um, laid out that, and I'm not super impressed because like I like I went there and I got a sample of it and like I washed it to like see if it was gonna look like the rock that was already out there because it's just dusty as shit because it's at you know like a bark display so the pile of rock is just covered in debris yeah. from everybody moving around in dust and stuff being kicked up and I was like so I washed them in the sink looked good so now I brought it home. And, like, it's just not washing out as quickly as I was hoping it would. So how it's just, ta- like, gray. How much, how much time have you spent spraying it down? Well, my neighbor turns on his sprinklers. Yeah, that's kind of... Oh, well. Yeah. You just give it some time. Hopefully, it'll all settle out. If not, I'll layer some other pretty rock over top of it. Yeah, so, let's do that. And rock disintegrates slowly, so... Yep. Um. Anyways, that's what I've been up to this week. Um. You want to talk some news? Yes, we've got some news. All right, Tim, what do you got on the news this week? I, I guess, say you because I didn't talk on the news last week. Yeah, we're going to make sure you talk some news this week so it's yeah. all just me and my big fat face talking the whole time. So Nintendo finally Tim, got... people, some, come here for your big fat face. Uh, Nintendo is um, finally sharing some details about its online service coming out in September. And there's some good news for people like you and me that have like giant Zelda saves. Yeah. Um, so you will be able to Wait, have... Wait, when's this coming out? September. Oh, shit. Don't crap out on me yet. Um, there will be saved at a cloud backup. And um, classic NES games, you'll get, like, I think, 20 of them. And there's some kind of online play, like, where you and I can, like, play a game and, like, switch controls back and forth. Yeah. So that sounds kind of fun. That's pretty cool. Uh, but the cloud saves, honestly, are why I'll be doing this. Like, I don't care about games like Splatoon or Smash Brothers. I don't need the online play part. I need to save my files. Yeah, me too. Um, so real quick, if you... I want to do this for just one month, which seems weird to me. That'd be four dollars. Three months is seven ninety nine, and twelve months is nineteen ninety nine. Here's where it gets interesting, though. A family membership. So is, what's up, brother? Is thirty four ninety nine, and it's not clear at this time whether. Um, I, I'm pretty sure if we looked up ancestry that you and I are like second cousins, something like that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure this is our just... brother, our brother in Trinidad. Yeah, even though he's got a different skin color, might also be a third or fourth. I mean, cousin. I have gone to a family reunion where there's a lot. So a family of count has up people. to you can have up to eight people, and if you split thirty four ninety nine by eight, that's like four bucks a year. Yeah, so I don't know if you can do accounts on different switches. I'm just saying. I mean, I I think there'll be little social groups popping up. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm thinking people lots finding, of families all of a sudden. People Holy finding shit. these lost, long, long lost relatives. Um. But going back, see people on Craigslist. I'm looking for a quote brother end quote to join my Switch family, right? But in a follow up story, some people are not thrilled. First of all, you, wait, you, why not? Well, you still have to treat your Switch like a baby till September because your saves are vulnerable till then. But a lot of people are saying, you know what? Fuck you, Nintendo. Pretty much. Why can't we back up our saves physically without paying you? Um, here's a list of the systems where you can already do that. Uh, I'm on the wrong story. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry. Okay. PC games. Copy and paste to anywhere with anything. Sega CD. You can buy RAM cards. PlayStation. You can duplicate your memory card. Saturn. You can back up your memory card. Dreamcast. Use an extra VMU. PS2. See PS1. GameCube. Memory cards. Xbox. Memory cards. Wii. SD cards. Xbox 360. Use a flash stick memory card or a hard disk. PS3, use a USB flash stick. Even the Wii U, use a USB mass storage device. PS4, use a flash drive. Xbox One, freely use the crowd. Nintendo Switch, no backup options. You should be able to back up your own saves. 
It's a big deal for gamers like to not lose their price. Up now. Especially with a portable system where things can happen. Like, wouldn't you want the safety of having like a recent save for your Zelda file? Um, so I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if I would beat it again if uh, my save file went kaput. So there's kind of an online campaign right now called Hashtag Save the Saves. Hashtag Save the Saves! We're like, okay, that's great, Nintendo, that you're finally going to do a cloud backup, but make a freaking solution where we can save our own files like every other damn system yeah. on the freaking market. Like, you know, those uh, micro SD cards that we can put into it, maybe just let us use that? There's a million ways. There's USB-C coming out of it. There's, It's totally doable. It's not the technology problem, it's Nintendo problem. So anyway... That's all I got to say about Nintendo for the moment. I will turn the next story over to you. The next one? Uh. Yes, that one. The NVIDIA one? Yeah. Oh, well, there's like one right below you. Did you skip that one? No? No. Okay. All right. NVIDIA kills controversial GeForce program, guys, due to uh, conjuncture and mistruths. Uh-huh. So, Nvi- NVIDIA, uh, after a few weeks of rumors and a counterattack by AMD's Radeon, NVIDIA is ending the mysterious slash controversial GeForce Partner Program. A lot has been said about the GeForce Partner Program, John Temple wrote. The rumors, conjuncture, mysteries go far beyond its intent. Rather than battling misinformation, we have decided to cancel the program. So, what is it, Tim? What is the GeForce Partner Program? Basically, it's giving preference to certain hardware programs partners and like pushing out amd out of like chipsets yeah that's basically what it is pretty much um and it was intended to keep gaming brands from nvidia's graphics card partners like asus and gigabyte off of radeon so uh just like you were saying basically they were like hey if you uh if you use our chip Mm -hmm. uh, you can only use our chip right so uh let's chip (laughs) and uh so now they're going to be canceling that. I think they should. That's a little scummy. I think there'll be a new program rolling out here pretty shortly. Yeah. I mean, but maybe not. Who knows? Um, maybe they just won't talk about it. I mean, I do Maybe run, they just won't talk about it as much. Yeah. I mean, I Maybe they won't give an official title. Yeah. I do run AMD CPUs with NVIDIA graphics cards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that would suck for me. Well, they're not making it not work. It's just... Or are they making it not work? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Making it difficult... I know it's difficult. Well, let's talk about some good news. All right, let's talk about the news. Good news. The bad news. Good news. Good news. Next story. Oh. Soon. How soon? Like, right at the recording of this podcast. Okay. Like, right now. Awesome. Get on your fucking phone. You're able to play Steam games. What? On your phone. How? Right now. How? Download. Download. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Some of those big anime bouncing tit games. How is this possible? Um, well, Tim, have you ever wanted to play a Steam game on, uh, from your library on your phone? I didn't know I did, but now I do. Yeah, well, if you get out of bed, you'd have to face that spiteful and uncanny world. The Steam Link app is going to be coming out on May 21st, so not today. I was wrong. Spoiler alert. I was wrong again. It's on May 21st. Which hashtag is like, Zach is wrong. Hashtag Zach is wrong. Hashtag Save the Zach. Hashtag Save the Steam Link. Um, so they've killed the Steam Link, it pretty much sounds like. And on May 21st, you, they will let Steam users play their games on Android and iOS device, phones, tablets, and even Apple Crapple TV. Um, if they're connected via Wi-Fi or Ethernet to the same network as a PC or Mac, 
with Steam installed. It'll be a uh, feature compatible with Steam controllers and MFI controllers too, meaning that uh, you can control games. Hopefully, won't be a total nightmare. So, uh, Valve came out and said that it will bring out a similar video app later this summer. If you've ever purchased a movie or show on Steam, you'll be able to watch them on the go over Wi-Fi or LTE. I actually have one movie on Steam. So do I. Okay. Yeah. What's yours? Um, It's the indie game one. I don't remember the title of it. Oh, mine's a Dota one. Okay. About the very first international. Cool. So, um, yeah. I'm excited about this, and that should be... Uh, should be uh, really nice once it comes out. Maybe I'll try it out on my uh, Google Pixel 2. Sweet. Uh, hey, Tim. Yeah. What does EA got to say to me? EA's got to say that Microsoft sucks and has half as many um, Xbox One consoles oh. out there as PlayStation 4. Oh, shit. They dropped that bomb during an earnings report. <laughs> and Microsoft was not pleased, of course. Um, I'm trying to summarize. By the way, everybody all over the uh, U.S. where Toys R Us's are going out of sale... Mm-hmm. Are saying that there's no PS4s left on the shelf, but the Xbox is 10% off. <laughs> so um, he said during this earning earning meeting, whatever, that there's 73.6 million units globally as of 2017, December 31st. That's a little bit old data. Um, that's PS4. And then he's saying there's 29.4 million Xbox Ones. Holy shit. So Xbox fired back almost immediately. They're like, hey, 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 hey. wait, you're off by a million, bro. Microsoft said those sales numbers were inaccurate, but declined to say how they were inaccurate oh, or God. by how much. The projections are inaccurate, or by how much. a spokesperson told Variety. Regardless, we are focused on delivering amazing gaming experiences to players on all devices, and engagement is our measure of progress. <laughs> so, again, those numbers are 30 million Xbox One consoles, 73 million plus PlayStations. During the same period. That's pretty clear majority. That's like two, two, two 2.2 to 1. So, yay. Um, I don't know why they're pissing off Microsoft like that, but that's pretty funny. I don't know. I just thought that was funny that EA outed that number. Because Microsoft has been very guarded about their numbers. Like, they don't want... Super guarded. They they, yeah. And it kind of explains why now. I mean... I love that they say those aren't accurate, but they wouldn't correct it. They're like, hey, that's not... That's um, 30 million at 1. Yeah. There's thirty point one million out there. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's pretty close to that number. Yeah, it's, <laughs> or or they would have corrected it with the real number. It's pretty sad. But anyway, consoles are technology, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah, they're like animatonic. That's things. not even a word. No, it is. Look it up. No. Nope, it does. No. Yes. yes no, it it's not. Yes, it is. I'm trying to segue into tech talk. Wait. What? Hey, Tim. What? Video game consoles are everywhere, right? I mean, PlayStation 4s are. I'm everywhere. should be like, yeah, 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 PS4s are everywhere. <laughs> Xbox One, not so much. <laughs> Alright, Tim, what do you got for Tech Talk? This I week, got buddy? the AeroPress. And I made a little YouTube video where if you want visuals to this, you can uh, check out our YouTube channel at... 
YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. But I tried to describe everything I was doing in this video so that you get a pretty good audio representation of this device. And this is the AeroPress, which is a coffee making system. So should I uh, roll this video? Yeah. Hello. For this week's Tech Talk, we'll be Turn talking it up. about the AeroPress coffee making system. This is what you get when you buy the AeroPress. Uh, you get um, a funnel, which I honestly never use. You That's get 100%. a bunch of filters, a little hmm, container weird. to put them in. A scoop, a stir, plunger, and then you get plunger. a cylinder with a plunger. cap on the bottom. Barely newer. So you take the cap and you put one of these tiny little wafer cylinders in it. You screw it on to that and you put it over a coffee cup. And you'll see there's uh, lines here for different measurements of coffee. Uh, today I'm going to be going to level two with uh, just one scoop. What if you did uh, level four with four and scoops? More water. I don't know. Results. Let's try that. It'd probably be pretty strong. Put it in there. So this make like regular coffee? Tamp it down a little bit. Mm, I don't know. The water's almost Maybe too Maybe if oil. you mess um, with the, the portions. So the thing I like about the system is its simplicity, and it makes a really. I should have brought it over so you try it. It's a lot really of good cup of coffee. Yeah, really seeing as how I can drink coffee whenever you should. Coffee. Maybe it next week. It be in the same cup of coffee. I use this exact same grounds. It's just a really clean experience. So, so as I press this, then? it's going to make basically no, one okay. shot I'm just saying if I use those grounds in a normal coffee maker, water afterwards gotcha. to make it would taste more bitter. Or something approximating a traditional drip American coffee. The water's boiling now. So I'm going to add that to the two line. The Start fuck the was that sound? The demon's escaping the coffee. It's boiling water. And I just press. I stick the plunger in on the cylinder and push it down. It takes a little bit of force. That's what she said. <laughs> Cat's like, There's I want some coffee. Delicious coffee in there. There's no coffee. You didn't show us the coffee, Tim. What the fuck? I couldn't see what I was doing. You'll see the coffee later. Why are you adding more coffee? Or I why just, are you adding more water? I just told you. It's an espresso shot. I'm adding hot water to make an Americano. That tastes like a drip coffee now. It's still a dark, rich cup of coffee. So now you just add a little bit of cream to it and you're good to go. Make sure it turned out all right. I drink it black. Black like my soul. And the best part... Glad you didn't say black like my dick. Just pull the plunger back a tiny little bit. Never go back to that. Release the cap. The condom fell out. It did. It just shoots all the grounds into your garbage receptacle. So, I really like it. Receptable? It's a very simple device. It makes a great Receptable. cup of coffee. I highly recommend it. You used a bowl. I'm not going to show you my garbage can on a video. So, in case you that didn't come across well in audio, basically it's like a syringe of coffee, of hot liquid coffee. It looked amazing. Um, it's a really bizarre looking device to make coffee, but it's really simple. Huh. I really like it. Um, I should have brought it so you could have a cup you of coffee. You should have. So... Um, I think you'd be impressed with how clean and smooth it is. And and Tim, how much is this thing again? About thirty bucks. Nice, that's not bad. Not at all. So. And like you, the the filters are seriously tiny. Like um, imagine like a silver dollar um, as far as diameter, mm-hmm. but like filter thin. Like and you get like a pack of three hundred fifty for somewhere between three and five dollars. Wow. Yeah. So the a lot less impact on the environment than, than K pods or any other kind of pod system. And a really good cup of coffee. Nice. That's my tech talk for the week. Sweet. Sounds good, guys. Uh, We will be right back after this music break.
And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. Now they are. Now they're in hand. All right, guys. For the second half of the show, we are drinking Citrophonics IPA from Oakshire Brewing. It's an American IPA. It has uh, 6.3 ABV, uh, 65 IBU, and on untapped as a 3.7 out of 4 with 3,793 reviews. Grapefruit and lime juice paired with a sweet and bitter orange peel complement citrus, citrus, citrus citra and cascade hops. This is one of kind thir- thirst-quenching Indian pale ale. So cheers, Tim. Oh, it's actually really good. I like it. I see what you mean about the skunky nose. Yeah, though. it has a really skunky nose to it. Like, I smelled it and I was like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, it if smells just, like shit. Smell it, it's like if you open a, a bag of something. And, a bag uh, of shit. Citrus shit. <laughs> I, that, again, you should not be in beer marketing ever. It's like if the Dark Lord from Harry Potter's took a giant massive dookie. The Voldemort's dookie. That's what you'd call your beer? Volda Dookie. Volda Dookie. Oh, dude, you get to billions. Yeah, stay the fuck away from beer marketing. The Potterges. <laughs> Harry Potterges, what? No, not Harry Potter. You just call it the Potterges. Oh, wow. What type of drink? Oh, what? You know what? That would be like. Holy that would crap. be. Like... You just like activated a memory. I forgot something I did with this week that was pretty cool. What'd you do? You Harry Potter jizzed all over the place? No. Oh. I went and saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space with my daughter. Before she left for DC. Oh yeah, that has nothing to do with what I was just talking about. Not at all. But um, that movie's funny. That's like clowns from outer space, and they like zap people and turn them into like bags of cotton candy. Oh, that's cool. And then they suck their blood out with crazy straws. And they have this popcorn gun, and this their spaceship looks like a big top circus tent. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. And uh, I don't know if I told you this story. No, this is worth going back for. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So, it's also First Friday. Okay. Um, So, that means, like, galleries open up. Yeah. And they, like, show stuff and have, like, wine, a little bit of, like, you know, like, finger foods and whatever. Um, There was some congressperson on campaign. They had a live band. Um, This is what reminded me of it. There's a store downtown that, like, it's like a Harry Potter store almost. It's, like... You got wands and like crystals and shit. That's cool. They were serving polyjuice potion in the back. This like green is basically green um, punch, but whatever. It was cool. That's cool. Okay, so just before we get to the movie theater, there's like one last gallery right across the street from the movie theater, and through the window you can see like a big plate of pink cupcakes. So my daughter's like, "Ooh, let's go there, let's go there." So she's ahead of me. She goes through the door, and then she stops and pivots. Turns around, red face, says nope, and and walks back out. And I look, what? I look past her. So there's a wall. You know, it's an art exhibit. There's a wall of um. Oh, male penises! You're so close. So it's called the Vulva Project. Oh dear God! It's eight across, five down, black and white photographs, vaginas, vagina, 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 vagina. Vag- Different ones are all the same. Different ones, like. Keep in mind, I I took all this in in less than like two, maybe three seconds. <laughs> but it's daughters. Just, nope. She turned, pivot, ran out, red faced, and like the people inside were laughing. It was so hilarious. It was just literally a wall of vaginas. Wall of vaginas. I think that she'll never go back in that one again. That should almost be our podcast title, but 
We might get kicked out of I'm iTunes again. I'm pretty sure we'll get kicked off iTunes again. Wall of a JJ's? That probably is flagged somewhere. Damn it. Um, the funny thing is, while we were in line um, to get our, our movie tickets, yeah. it's literally across the street. So I saw them put a huge red velvet blanket over the exhibit because it was cl- the movie was at 9 and they closed the gallery at oh. 9. Oh. They couldn't have that you know, facing out no, the street. No, not at all. <laughs> it just cracked me up. My daughter's 13 and she was so mortified. Oh my god. It was epic. That is awesome. I don't know how I forgot that, but I don't know. That happened. That is week. a good story, though. That's a good story. That's a really good story. All right. Anyway, back, um, let's. Uh, you want to kick it? We should probably kick it. This week, coming from Kickstarter, guys, we have Wild Mage Phantom Twilight, a multiplayer open world action RPG made of small team based adventures featuring airships, floating islands, and next generation combat. Let's go ahead and let them talk about it. So you're like flying through space, shooting a bow and arrow. There's like the floating islands, kind of like Avatar. With like a weird ass, like dude, just like dynamic world. Is there talking in this? I can't remember. Can we describe it? Like almost elder, like. A little bit Elder Scroll-esque, but... Kind um, of World of Warcraft, like, before. Yeah, more World of Warcraft. Yeah. Looks looks, very beautiful. It looks better. Great music. Oh, definitely World of Warcraft right there. Yeah, there's So there's, like, a gnome... uh, Or dwarf, maybe? Dude, that's the airship from World of Warcraft! That's a gnome. That has to be a gnome. He's so small. So cute. So tiny. Um, well, yeah, there was no talking in that, apparently, and that was the end of their video, so that was... Uh, sorry about that. I obviously have not prepared for this. So it's going to be... I'm trying to load it up right now. So when I read it, um, one of the cool things was it has dynamic um, destruction. So like, if your spell like cuts across a golem, like his arm will fly off where the spell hit it. Oh, that's cool. Like Everything's destructible and... Um, as you saw, the world's pretty well realized. Yeah, cool. it's very well realized. But it's got a lot of destructible stuff. So they have oh zero seconds to go. Shit. Oh, is it over? It's over. Oh, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Just kidding, Zach. I was gonna back this. I saved you some money. They were looking for fifty thousand U.S. dollars. They got six thousand four hundred eighty-two with one hundred fifteen backers. So there's hundred fifteen other people crying with me. So it it didn't get backed. No. Wow, we just had a really sad, like, yeah, sad moment. That there. was. Uh, hey, was... by the way, my dolman did not get backed. Well, yeah, we'll have to describe that here in a second. The fishy shit that happened on that one. That was fishy. So a breakdown of what their funds were going to go to, guys. They were asking fifty thousand. Eight percent goes instantly to Kickstarter. Eleven percent the taxes. Um, two-year development plan at twenty thousand dollars per year. Well, obviously they're gonna have to start a new plan. Yeah. Um. That kind of just like okay, ten thousand years ago, Revenant took his revenge upon the world, using himself to power a gate to the deepest depths of oblivion. When I saw this, I was pretty sure you would like it. Is why yeah, I picked this it. game is looks I, fucking amazing. I should have checked the date better. From the gate, poured a foul mist known as Masma. And from it came terrible creatures that devoured the land. So, hold on. What's the name of it again? It's called Wild Mage Phantom Twilight. Okay. 
So they're based out of San Diego, California, guys. Um, original soundtrack for ten. Digital copy of the final game was twenty five U.S. dollars. Okay. okay, so I've got good news for you. What's up? The link I sent you was the wrong one. That was oh kick- shit! That was a Kickstarter that failed. There's another chance, and this video might have sound. Okay, so well, let me um let me yeah. send you to this in the quickest way possible. Yeah, let's do that this way, and let check it out. Yeah, let's do this. All right. Adding a can of corn. That's not right. No, that's... no. <laughs> what the hell are you doing with the can of corn, Zach? I, I don't know. I don't want to know, um, actually. So this is a minute 54. I... So it's different. It's different, but I don't think they're going to talk. Oh my god, it looks so much better. Holy shit, Tim. I'm glad you sent the other one. That looks so much better. Oh, that doesn't look any better, actually, at that point. But... We're jumping around the videos. I'm excited. We're excited. We're jizzing all over the place. Wait, that was off the air earlier. Tim, stop talking about your jizz, you're, man. You're jizzing way too much you're on this jizzing way too much. So they have 26 days ago. They're only looking for 10000 US dollars. Okay, so they just started this time. This they is the right They just link. started. So I didn't realize there was more than one Kickstarter. 866 backers this time. Okay. $37,278. So they are triple bun- are funded. Still... $20 will get you the digital download of the game. Mm-hmm. 25 gets you the digital download and the soundtrack. Digital copy plus, which gets you legendary spell, artifact, crafting crate, final game, OST, OST. What the fuck is that? That's weird. Um, final big granddaddy of them all. Which is better? That one. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, executive producer, one thousand U.S. dollars gets you Kickstarter only limited edition oil on canvas game art, hand painted and autographed by creator, forty eight inches by sixty inches gallery wrapped, design an island with the developers, design an element uh, enemy with the developers, uh, dragon mount, alpha key, backers exclusive founders edition airship. Uh, four backers exclusive ancient spells beta access backers so i want to see like what level i get a fucking dragon at hold on this is so cool i, I, I saw this game and i thought you would totally like it um, legendary spell. i'm glad that i i found the right link finally final game i didn't realize this this happens sometimes like sometimes the kickstarter doesn't work out and they go back to the drawing board they yeah they make it a little better it and happens. then they, they pitch it again 60 gets to the founder's edition airship i'm looking for the fucking dragon i want the dragon i want the dragon I'm sure it's DLC. Get the dragon later. Oh, backers exclusive uh, dragon mount. Okay, 100 honey. US dollars. How much do you want that dragon, Zach? That's only like two and a half yards of bark dust. <laughs> very true. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's very fucking true. Um, damn. This is awesome, guys. So go check out Wild Mage, Phantom Twilight. I don't know if I've been excited by anything as much as this. Is this like single player or MMO? Single player, right? I feel like it's single player, but I'm not sure about that, honestly. So, uh, I was looking at the visual style and the elements, and it just seemed like something you'd be kind of your jam. This is so cool. So, I'm super excited. Go ahead, Tim. What do you got for us? I, you better be able to play music yourself because I'm looking at this still. So, um, I can't because you're plugged in. What do you you want to watch? Well, let's go back to simpler times when, when you could milk the moon. Moon's milk. Tim? Yes. I don't think we've ever been able to do that. <laughs> Moon's Milk is a completely handmade stop-motion animated short 
about a time when the moon was close enough to reach it by ladder. So let's go ahead and talk about the project. Let him talk about it. Hi, I'm Ree Crawford. I've just spent seven years making a stop motion movie. I made the puppets, the sets. I, I some wish of you guys could see and I shot the, the film the entirely stuff in my Oakland, California really cool. basement. The film is about a time when the moon was so close to the earth, it was possible to climb up a ladder and collect the milk pooling up in the craters. Isn't this how they did like uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas this and stuff? This 13-minute film yeah. is fully animated and edited. And I'm asking uh, five for your money so I can pay really for the last 8.2% of you should the see film. That. It's really good. I've worked almost exclusively by myself. But several years ago, I was fortunate enough to get Stop involved with the inestimable Phil Tippett and worked on the production of his personal experimental epic, Mad God. We all just need your help in uh, helping funding the uh, post-production of the movie that Rhea shot. So please help him out. He reminds me of Gary Paulson. Mm. And not only was Mad God both an inspiration and an education, it was also an introduction to people who became important collaborators on The Moon's Milk, not the least of which was the supremely talented animator, David Lauer. So I've been animating with Reef for around five years on his film, and uh, we're just about there over the finish line, and we'd really love your help getting this movie done. The film is nearly ready to premiere, and I'm raising money to pay the incredible professionals who are helping me finish it. I'm working with the amazing composer Caroline Penn Warden on the music for the film. The legendary Richard Beggs is handling both the sound design and the mix. And Zap Zoetrope Aubrey Productions is hosting the post-production. Please consider browsing the backer tiers. I think there are some intriguing rewards that are unique to this very person. Is he out of Portland by any chance? Thanks so much, um, and I cannot wait for He just looks... The yeah, and, yeah. There is a stop-motion pro- production in Portland. Um, There's a couple of them, I think. But no. Okay. California. All right, so um, they are looking for $25,500. They have 302 backers with 14 days ago as we record, and they are currently at $21,060. They're really close with about halfway to go. Um, so for $10, you can get the digital download of the film. $20 gets you a poster as well. Uh, $30 gets you postcards. The more interesting tiers are higher up. Um, so for $150, you get one of the actual buckets used to collect milk in the movie. Like That's kind of cool. One of the stop motion buckets. It would be clay, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe. Probably. Maybe, but not necessarily. Um, and for uh, $300, there's 12 out of 15 left of this. You get a lantern, a direct LARPA clay of those found on Captain Millipede's ship. It illuminates the 9 volt battery, not included. It's perfect for every single time you need a miniature lantern. Uh, for $400, you get a bust of your choice of one of the characters from the film. And for $400, you can get a marine biologist, which is a non-articulated sea creature replica of one of the puppets in the film. Uh, $600 gets you a customized, made-for-you animation. You provide a short script of 240 characters. I'll animate a 6 to 10 second stop motion. How much is that? $240. Oh. He would stop motion. Uh, any, if you could describe it in 240 characters, he'll do 6 to 10 second uh, film for you. This one asshole drives down the street, flips off another asshole, and yells, Suck my dick! You could probably do that if you got. I mean, that's almost five five yards of bark dust for that level. But um, and mm. then the the top tier is and eight, then he shoots Hooker in the face. <laughs> top tier is eight grand. Patron saint of the moon. You'll be credited as executive producer. You'll get the Auto Forest puppet. He's one of kind. Is the actual puppet used to shoot the film? Those are kind of cool rewards. Um, it 
if you're into stop motion, this is a cool project. You can get the copy of the film for $10. So I think stop motion is neat. There's very few projects out there that do that. Although it is kind of having a resurgence with the box trolls and yeah. five strings and Caroline, Caroline way back a little further back. But yeah, I think Caroline's about the same time as like box trolls, isn't it? Uh, it before. Oh, um, I think it's the same company. I think it was out of Portland, Oregon. Yep. Um, but anyway, check it out if that's into your, your thing. Moon Sweet. Book. Um, I have uh, Hey Tim. Yeah. I'm on the highway to hell. You would be. So, I mean, I, think, I am. Speaking of games that are kind of your jam, this is kind of a throwback to the days of Duke Nukem. And, so, yeah. Tim, if you can't tell, Tim lined up the Kickstarter. Well, you're too busy like playing Bark Dust, yeah, so exactly. I had to pick all your... Splinters and stuff. So, Hellbound, a 90s first-person shooter made 20 years later. A first-person shooter video game inspired by the classics like Doom, Quake, Duke Nukem, 3D, Blood, Shadow Warrior, and Serious Sam. Let's go ahead and watch this shit. Hello. Welcome. I'm going to lead you on an adventure. This is the story of Helgor, a most interesting fellow who traveled to hell, where he met the most hellish of creatures. And then, enough story. <laughs> it's time to kick ass. Oh, this looks fucking awesome. I told you you'd like it. Alright. Do your thing. Okay. Thank you, Helgor. Hi there. My name is Tobias Ruzhan. I am the director, programmer, and game designer no of Helgor. A first-person shooter game inspired by the classics of the 90s, like Doom, Quake, Duke Nukem, Blood, and many others, but using the most recent technology in visuals and audio. We are Cyborg Studios, an independent team of creators for Argentina. We have been developing Hellbound for almost two years now, designing the characters, weapons, environments, creating the models, materials, textures, animating the player and all the enemies, testing the gameplay and balancing the difficulty, but also producing the music and sound effects for the best game experience. During the last years, some big titles inspired by the classics have been released like the new Doom, Wolfenstein, and Shadow Warrior. They look, sound, and play great. But there are aspects of the classics that we really miss. Speed, backtracking, nonsensical greatness in level design, and the truly non-stop action from the early days. And then, there are some great indie titles too, with solid gameplay and mechanics, but also very retro in terms of visuals and audio. Well, with Hellbound, we want the best parts from each time. The amazing gameplay from the past, and the outstanding technology from current days. And we are also focusing our attention in every detail from the classics, like displaying our hero's face on the bottom of the screen, top-down pretty maps between each level, some badass voice acting and quotes, enemy corpses staying on the ground forever, <laughs> cool title screens and menus, real-time mini-maps, and so on. We currently have a survival mode version of Hellbound, which features the most basic enemies, weapons, and items. But we want to make a much bigger game. With a single player campaign and perhaps multiplayer models as well. 
So we need funds for that. We need your support. And in exchange, we are offering you some exclusive material from the game. We have set a minimum first goal to finish the survival mode. That's not enough to create a full single player campaign. But with that money, we'll be able to finish one first level and then try to convince investors to complete the funds. But if you really want us to create a single player campaign, we have stretch goals that would allow us to bypass third-party investors. Also, by reaching the initial goal, we'll create the Hero Cemetery, which is a new island for all of you lovely backers. Want to have your name on a grave in hell? Or maybe a bust of yourself? Or even a full body statue? Then this is your chance. Just take a look to the awesome rewards we have made for you. So why us? We have been working on the game industry for a while. As Cyber Studios, we already have three titles finished and published on Steam. <laughs> I saw that part of the game. We love oh the 90s FPS genre. So much that when I was a teen at high school, I made a 2D version of the original Doom. We are in love with gore, demons and darkness. To give you an idea, our Your last title was called Doorways, Holy Mountains of Flesh. Zach. And finally, we love action, speed, and big freaking guns. Oh, didn't I tell you that yet? That's it. You can play the current version of the game right now and for free on Steam. It's fairly simple in terms of level design, but it gives you a glimpse of the controls and mechanics we want for Hellbound. And it's totally free. No loot boxes, skins, or any of that shit. And yes, there is a cool story behind Hellbound too, but we'll keep that in secret for now. Right, Helgor? Shut up. Alright, thanks for watching and have a hell of a week. <laughs> <laughs>
Airways. So airfare is included in this one. Hold on. Or, I'm thinking so. We're going to pay for your trip, host you. I said pay for your trip. We'll show you how we create Hellbound and let you look behind the scenes in any way that only a few of our friends and families have been able to see. And we're going to specifically or specially cook for you our very own best and most classic Argentinian menu items. Asado, which is like a barbecue, but with a major twist. Some people even say we have the best meat in the world. They do. They have amazing So what are you waiting for? If you aren't cool with the meat, we'll do a veggie version of it. No, that'd be No problem at all. This is the only item limited, though. So hurry up. There's four out of four available. Hmm. Five grand to go to for uh, how many days was it? Uh, three days. Three days. But there's steak. And and they're gonna cook for us. Yeah. So. Hmm. You you're gonna pay for that, Tim? Um, I mean, if I win a lottery ticket between now and sweet. Is it how many people? Twenty nine days. Four people. Twenty nine days. Oh, four people. Okay. I gotta win the lottery. All right, you got one more, Tim. I do. I have one more Kickstarter. Do you remember the eighties? Oh, that's right. You were really born. Well, I remember the eighties. Eighties were kind of a fun time, and this game is called Nineteen Eighty X. It's one hundred ninety eight X. It's nineteen eighty X. Like unspecified. There's year. no eighty. There's no zero. Right, but it's a unspecified year. In never mind. Let's just watch the video. I really wish you guys could see the art of this um, video. It's, it's totally eighties, man. But it's like pixelated. But it's not like it's, eight. It's not eight. It's bit. not eight bit. It's like it's full really, pixelation. It's hard to describe the style. Welcome to suburbia, just outside the city. Sometime in nineteen eighty X. She's retarded too, apparently. I'm Kid. Back then, I was just another teenager stuck between the limitations of innocent youth and the obligations of inevitable adulthood. But for me, everything changed when I discovered the local arcade. Finding new worlds and new meaning. Here's where it gets cool. In video games. Check it out. I'm, for every visit I I'm made, thinking you get to play all these different styles of game within the game. That's every cool. I mastered every demon I defeated. I felt and again, stronger. you guys are missing out because you can't see the visual styles going on here. But yeah, it's like all the like major classics from back in the day: Street Fighter, like racing that was, games. That was Streets of Rage, but and Streets of Rage. Lines yeah. between reality. Uh, looked like a rat racer kind yeah. of. Yeah. Started um, to blur. I don't know if the side scroller would be R type, maybe. Maybe, and then like a dragon fighting one. It'd be like. Final Fantasy or, or Fantasy Star, or one of the others. I I really like the idea of like a remix. Looks really pretty. Like a remix of eighties, nineties games. Um, who knows? I can actually pull it off to make it that cool. But I really like what they're shooting for. So this is from Highbit Studios in Stockholm, Sweden. I've never heard of them before. Um, we I, have friends in Sweden. I really dig the visual aesthetic. We should ask Roger about this. Yeah. Um. So the early bird's gone. Oh, first of all, how much are they asking for? They're asking for, of course, this is a converted currency, $56,606. And they currently have $39,077 with 960 backers and 23 days to go. 
So early bird's gone, like I said, which is $15 US, uh, which would be a digital copy of the game. You can now get it for $20, um, which is the standard price. And I have to sneeze really bad. Excuse me. All right. I'm back. 25 gets you the Mega Pack, which is a digital copy of the game, plus soundtrack, art book, and your name in the credits. Um, Super Pack is kind of the same thing, a poster and a badge. Moving up to the top tier, and there's one already gone. Holy fucking balls. Which is $5,095 US. You get an arcade cabinet, um, pre-installed, built, custom-built, one-of-a-kind arcade cabinet, designed by renowned craftsman Love Hulton. In addition to all the previous rewards, which include... Is it a standing arcade cabinet? Does it show you a photo? Don't worry about it. It's okay. It does not say. Arcade people are so crazy about their arcades. Like, it doesn't surprise me. How much was it? Five grand. It's not that bad, actually, no. for an arcade. I wonder about delivery and shipping. Oh, that would suck. It could suck. Um, but it includes all previous rewards, digital copy of the game, digital soundtrack, art book, name and credits, poster, badge, t-shirt, 1980X soundtrack on a colored 12-inch vinyl record, and the cabinet. Um, and like I said, there's one already backed, and then there's two left at that price, which would be kind of cool. Um, I'd want to know what the shipping was, though, on something that big, especially if it's coming from Sweden. Um, so I encourage you, if you're into the 80s and games of that time, to check out 1980X, because you got to see the visuals. Um, like the, the audio doesn't quite do it justice. So that's my kick it. Sweet, Tim. You want to talk about some uh, video games we've been playing? Uh, Yeah. There's not a whole lot, but yes, let's talk about them. Sounds good. What have you been playing? Oh, uh, wow. Thanks for putting me right on the spot. What are you actually playing? Because you forgot all about what you've actually been playing. So it's called, um, uh, oh shit, Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery. Okay. It's an Android game, iOS game. Um, you get your wand filled up. You get my wand filled up. I fill my wand. I spew my wand all over Hogwarts. God. And, uh, yep. So I played that. I've been playing that on my phone. Uh, I've been playing some Jackbox, and I did Friday Night Magic Night. Okay. So. Um, you haven't done that in a while, so that's cool. Yeah. I'm possibly going to do it this Friday, but I'm not really sure. I guess we're having like, a bunch of sh- women over for Bunko. I don't know what Bunko is. Me either. I guess you're going to find out. Yeah. So. So I, I've, I'm kind of boring, too. I've only been playing. Not, actually, you're more interesting than me this week. You're not yeah! boring. Um, I've been playing more God of War and it's really good. I really like how the game opens up more and more. There's different realms to explore. I really don't want to get into spoiler territory, but I will say that what are you playing right now? Just getting this copyright strike. Oh yeah. You haven't done this week, huh? Nope. You like getting these, don't you? Yep. So, uh, Kratos is one bad motherfucker going through the land. Perfect song for Kratos. Cleaving, cleaving fools with his axe. Um, but like you really have to get into the combat there's different types of damage there's frost damage there's stun damage there's this thing called runic which is kind of like a magic attack and you have to just like decide which way you want to spec your armor and and all those your guards so like you'll sometimes like swap out entire armor sets when you come up different scenarios and it's it it gets more and more like detailed the combat part does huh so i i think i'm at least a third through the game now um, that's cool there's quite a bit to explore like there's a lot of optional quests and i'm i'm, I'm doing about 70 percent of them i would say let's see how many uh this is kratos theme song by the way now okay so oh that's an oreo commercial continue on okay so yeah it's really hard to talk about the game too much without getting into spoiler stuff um 
I was really. This is the same song. I know, but okay. this has no lyrics, so it's not as it's not as annoying to listen to. Okay. Um. So the the whole relationship with your son, I thought it was gonna be like kind of one note, like he's resentful. His dad's been gone the whole time, being raised by his mother. Like some respect because his dad is incredibly powerful, but in overall resentful. But there's there's definitely new things that are coming and like. I feel like these two characters will have like an arc, which is cool. I like. They're like, your mother was a whore. He's like, I know, I love you, Dad. No, no, they both miss their mother. That's the one thing they definitely have in common, and that's how the game opens. Is they're burying their mother. Really? Well, their whole quest is they. Yeah, the whole quest is take their mother's ashes top of the mountain. Okay. That's that's the goal of the game. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's yeah. Um, So Kratos has had two wives die on him. Maybe people should stop marrying Kratos. And I don't know if it's going to go there, but. Early on, they meet. I guess this is a minor spoiler. They meet another girl. He's like, I want to put there's my this, there, my baby in there's you. There's a pretty cool witch they meet in the woods. Um, she's pretty she's pretty hot. She's pretty all right. She's pretty all right. She, <laughs> she's my, uh, my. I don't know if the game's gonna go there, but I'm I'm just saying, girl, stay away. He's no he's not he's bad news. Um, uh, but I'm still enjoying like the one of the coolest parts is not the combat. It's like the time that they are in the boat. Like, going across, there's this giant lake in the middle. And, like, they'll have these random Can you just get on the boat whenever and just go? You could. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of weird to just tool around. But there's usually enough time to have, like, at least one, like, conversation. He tells stories. They have, like, back and forth about, like, maybe something that they encountered along the way. Huh. Really good, like, father-son, like... That's cool. Like, the chatting moments. I really like that. It's pretty well dialogued. Oh, yeah. And speaking of dialogue... Since I can't talk about spoilers, I've got a little clip here of the voice actor for Kratos telling some jad- dad jokes, which I thought was pretty epic. So I can't remember his uh, name. It'll come up on the video and I'll, I'll say it when it does. You didn't put a link in here for me, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can swear I did. It's not there. Oh, oh. no. Oh, that's not good. No, we have to have this. All right. Well, I'm assuming it's on ours. It's on our history, yeah. Nope, not in ours. This is bad. This is really bad news. I was not prepared. Two seconds. The fuck is that popping sound? I don't know. It's your house. Alright, here's a link to the article that has it. The video's in it. Kratos tells some bad dad joke. Christopher Judge is the voice actor. He was in uh, Stargate as an actor. I don't know what other projects he's done since then. Between then and uh, God of War. He's got a really good voice, though. So I think Polygon interviewed him and (laughs) just gave him some dad jokes to read. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) These are funny. I am terrified of elevators. I'm going to start taking steps to avoid them. (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. Why did they put a gate on Helheim? Because people were dying to get in. Ha, 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 ha.
Why don't crabs give to charity? Because they're shellfish, boy. <laughs> they're shellfish, boy. What do you call a blind deer? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust stairs. They are always up to something. <laughs> what do dark elves learn in kindergarten? The alphabet. <laughs> what, Atreus, is brown and sticky? A stick. <laughs> Holy fire. When I tell you to fire. I'm sorry. Hi, sorry. I am dad. <laughs> Thanks, Polygon. You can uh, copyright Starkus if you need to, but that was awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're getting copyright strikes all over the place on this one. Don't worry about it. Um, that 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 really made my day. Seeing Kratos' voice too. That was dad, awesome. Dad jokes. Uh, but uh, I think that brings us to the end of what we've been playing. That, but we have new games coming out. We do have week. new games coming out, guys. So starting on May sixth, we have Shadows of Sergoth. Sergoth. Sure. CPC. What the fuck is CPC? I don't know, but it's coming out on that. Sweet. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, PC, Mac. Um, Steins Gate 0, PC. Death Road to Canada, Nintendo Switch, PS4. Raging Justice, Nintendo Switch, PS4. Shantae, Half Genie, Hero on Ultimate Edition, Nintendo Switch, PS4. 2MD VR Football, PS4. AO International Tennis, PS4. Adults only, International Tennis. Yep, exactly. That's, uh, that's probably something for Q to check out. Conan Exiles, PS4. Darkest Dungeon, Ancestral Edition, PS4. Dead Ahead Zombie Warfare, PS4. Sounds like a Call of Duty knockoff. Uh, Hyper Sentinel, PS4, Nintendo Switch. Ink Explosion, PS4. Uh, Mega Dimension, Nep. Tunia V I I R, sure, sure. V uh for the PS4 Tacoma PS4. I thought that was out already, man. It was for PC, but not PS4. This is PS4. The first time they've had it. Gotcha. Through the woods PS4. Would that be tire? I think it's tier. It's tier. I mean, speaking of God of War, that's like the same mythology. That's true. Chains Chains of Valhalla PS4. Super Chariot, Nintendo Switch. An Immortal Redneck, Nintendo Switch, guys. So, uh... There's more. No, there's not. There's more on my list. Well, let me see your list. All right. Um... Garage. Garage, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. That's from Tiny Build. Oh, that's That's sweet. like a, um 80s-inspired, like, serial killer thing. That's cool. Uh, Three Force Home, Extended Edition, Nintendo Switch. Suicide Guy. That's right up my switch. That's like right up my switch. Nintendo Switch. Laser League. PS4. Riviere. Uh, Rivier- I don't know. Riviere. Sure. PS4. One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 Deluxe Edition. Nintendo Switch. AC and Neo Geo Super Sidekicks 2. Nintendo Switch. The Fall. Nintendo Switch. And Grim Legends 3 The Dark City. PS4. What's funny is a lot of those Switch titles, I'm pretty sure I played on Wii U. Like... Really? The, the Fall, for example. Yeah. And uh, Three-Fourths Home is a, a pretty old PC game. Huh. 
But, you know, tons of titles available for the Switch. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. You guys can always find us over at thebuttonsmashers.com. Plug and play gamer.com. Until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis. Fuck them all. Yeah.